Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by... One of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Tim, I've been trying to get you on the horn all day long, but you're mm-hmm. doing this, you're doing that. I got three words for you. Reggie fees a me. You know this man? Fees a me? Yeah. Yeah, you ever heard of him? I've heard of him. Pizza Hut Nintendo, you ever heard of this guy? Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. You can stop. He's coming to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I booked him for you. Whoa! What? Whoa! For you. For you, buddy. He's really? Coming. That's right. Holy shit! All this isn't an Greg April Fool's joke. Yeah, this wait for it. This is not April Fool's. April Fool's. Reggie's been slapping me all day. Like, guest. hey, can we get on? Can I get a call? Can I call you? Whatever. And I thought you wanted me to go on stream and talk about WrestleMania, which I really wanted to do, but I didn't have the time. That I was like bouncing around. I was like, Greg, I had this thirty minutes. You didn't hit me up during that thirty minutes. I didn't expect this to be one of the. I coolest. was busy too. I had my own things. I'm sorry. You know. I, you yeah. Know. Of course. Of course. This is awesome. Holy shit! Don't worry about it. Wow. Well, that's exciting stuff. Uh, continuing along, we have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I thought you were going to say, it's a me, Reggie. Because he said a me, Reggie fees yeah. a me. What was I, that I, thought, I thought he was doing something there, too. Yeah, doesn't even know you his know? name, this guy. <laughs> really don't. I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy. I never had to talk to him. <laughs> Saw him once at an event for, uh, what, uh, the Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah. Mario Galaxy 2, one of the greatest games of all damn time. Nintendo, please it. re-release it. Isn't that right? New face of video games. Blessing. Adio, yeah. Junior, that is right. It's really hard to follow up Greg saying that he got Reggie fees made for the games cast because I was gonna yeah. be like, Tim, as of two seconds ago, I got to the final level of Kirby, but that's not exciting anymore. So, there you go. Oh, that's very, I'm very excited for you. Yeah, that Dude, is that a, last world. You're in, awesome. you're in some special anime hype moments yeah. right now, bless. Woo. I, I'll probably talk about it later in the show, but man, I've been enjoying this Kirby game a lot. Mm-hmm. You should make more of it's them. Been going around, it's been going around. Uh, and speaking of round. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Wow. Interpret it how you want, Holy but there shit. isn't a positive spin you can put on that. <laughs> Look at that head. I was talking about the head, that big bald head. Okay. Nothing else. Nothing else. You're looking uh, beautiful. <laughs> all around <laughs> talented. Oh, thank there you. There we go. Thank you for getting me out of this hole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Roger, I apologize. I apologize for any <laughs> bad way that could have been taken. I assure you, I didn't mean it that way. Uh, but we have Roger Picorni joining us for his very first review Ooh. on a kind of funny games cast. What's up, everybody? You know, don't worry. I took it the 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 my head way. You know what I mean? That's like, good. I, that's, that's what that's I meant. All, yes. Every time I see myself, I just see, see my bald round head now, and that's all mm-hmm. I think about. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I excited to be here. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be here and talk about some uh, some Lego Star Wars. 
Exactly. That's what we're talking about today. Continuing the whole review season situation with a, a wildly anticipated game for many years, many delays, many situations happening. But today we are going to be talking about Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Of course, this is the kind of funny games cast. We do it each and every week. We get together. We talk about video games, all the things we love about them. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. You could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free if you want to watch live as it's being recorded and if you want the exclusive post show which today i guarantee you you're going to want to do because blessing is introducing a new game show within bless who you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our illustrious patreon producers have done fargo brady pranksy tyler ross delaney twinning First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, and Anonymous. We appreciate all of you so very much. But if you don't have any bucks to toss our way, that's cool. When you're out there buying games on the Epic Game Store, use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny. And some of those dollars will go to us and help support us at no extra cost to you. And that's super cool. Uh, I know Fortnite has a lot of cool stuff going on right now. So any dollar you use in Fortnite goes to us well some of it does so that's really damn cool uh anyways enough about all of that today we're brought to you by chime doordash and babble but we'll get to all of that later roger percorny you have played lego star wars the skywalker saga have you beat it where you at how many hours you put in and what are you thinking about it yes uh so i put about 20 hours into the game uh i finished all of the game start to finish except for episode six I am, I'm sorry to say I did not finish episode six. Um, I started off with episode seven. Uh, you can choose in the beginning of your playthrough what trilogy you want to start off with, with which I think is really cool. Um, so I started with episode seven, uh, and I ended up giving the game a four out of five. I, I really, really dig this game. I think it is the perfect entry for a new Star Wars fan and a perfect way to look back on the on all of the Star Wars movies um, in a way that is fresh and new. Um, and even for somebody that has probably played the original games, right, has played those Lego games, I grew up with those games. Those are probably the reason why I love Star Wars so much. You know, I grew up with, you know, watching, you know, Phantom Menace when they came out. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is. I don't know what, what's going on in this fucking movie. But then the, the games reinforce it. I'm like, oh, okay, I care about Padme. I care about all these little characters. And uh, I think that, that that's the best thing that those Lego games can be doing. And that's what this does. It, it is able to tell a really conjuncted story uh, in a manner that is uh, universal to everybody. And this is just a joy to play. Um, I will say that in the beginning, like, just set your expectations pretty solid, right? Like, this is a Lego game. Like, this is not, like, the definitive Star Wars experience forever. Like, this is just a... It's a Lego game that has a lot of amazing Star Wars moments in it. Um, but going into it as, like, this is a, this is a, Star, this is a, a Lego game. It has the, the pretty solid uh, gameplay. There's going to be building. There's going to be a lot of repetitiveness. But going into it with that really was a better experience because i think that a lot of the marketing of this game was like hey this is like this is it this is the star wars video game and uh it i don't think if you are you know if you played the lego games you're like this is not for me it's not gonna be for you um but as someone who liked the lego games and hasn't really played them in a minute uh this was a refreshing and and fun take on the uh on the the formats and it adds enough variety to make it uh to make it exciting 
talk to me about that variety and what they've sure. changed, Raj, because I'm a big Lego game fan. Uh, you know, I honestly started with Lego Star Wars. I remember ba- being back in Columbia and, you know, on one of my days off from the newspaper that I had set aside that I was going to go get all the red bricks. Like I was, I was going to, you know, on my uh, PS2 go through and do all this stuff in Lego Star Wars. So obviously those were older versions of the game. And since then there's been about 1900 Lego games, including all the DC and Marvel ones and everything under the sun. This is not a remaster. This is brand new from the ground up, and it's everything they've learned. Like, what is this? It's remarkably different from the other Lego Star Wars games, right? Yes, exactly. It is not a remaster. Don't go into that. And that's also something I, I want to mention because uh, I, I think that if you're, I know a lot of people are huge fans of the original games, some of those beats are gone. That's that's just how it is. It is a remaster, it's a retelling of the of those stories. Um, but it is the combat is is completely different. It is there. Sure, you can button button mash. I said that in my review. I did button mash quite a bit. Uh, but it has full on third person combat now of shooting. Of uh, the the force is actually something that is a little bit more ut- utilization with it. Like it's not just pressing you know circle and just you know the you just throw somebody across the room. Like you can actually pick up somebody, throw them, uh, really manipulate it. Um, but that that's the main thing that I would say is at the core different is that combat uh, because it just does just enough to like make you feel like you're playing something that isn't just, you know, square the entire time. And it breaks up that uh, that format quite a bit. Um, and, and that is, I think if you have, if you played like the original games and you haven't played like any of the new modern ones, cause I know that they did something similar in force awakens. People forget about force awakens Lego game. Mm. I did too. Um, they did something similar in that. Um, but yeah, no, that, that is probably the biggest change, but also I, the thing that is striking immediately when you play this game is the open worlds, right? Like mm. this is, massive this is a crazy uh amount of content that they have made for this game and so, yeah sorry i have so many questions as a lego sure. fan but mainly the superhero one then like i loved when lego batman uh moved away from in lego marvel moved away from being tied to the movies right that's when we had our open world gotham city and stuff and we started going that way in metropolis for this to be open world is it like the old or is it not is it like things we've seen before where you play through the movie and then at the end of that it opens up the thing and you can run around and do it or is it open world from the start that you can go take quests or do whatever you want so pretty much every time when you start up a game um whatever planet you're on like in episode seven i started off you're in jakku um pretty much you do like one little mission and then hey you're in jakku like you are the full open world you can run around and there's a hub area so basically it takes that hub area from the older games and it just makes it into every planet which is crazy like you are able to like any planet that you can think of any main planet in those things like it has a full open world um where you can run around and sure it's not some of them are not not as dense as others um tatooine is probably one of the more dense ones um because has multiple locations and uh you can go to mas aspa you can go to the cantina uh but it is this um this big hub area that you can go around find side quests talk to people uh discover all the kyber bricks as they call it now they don't have red bricks anymore sadly sure. but they're uh they're these fun Tim, little you didn't know kyber them. crystals are what they put inside their lightsabers to make yeah. them go all whoop, 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 whoop. you want yellow you want orange you got to get that kyber crystal andy you yeah. want that whoop, whoop. Great, to know. great to know yeah raj um you started off with the sequel trilogy does yeah. it, it is it sort of self-aware in its dialogue in any way when it comes yeah. to like 
here's how the fans feel about this. Maybe we're going to make a joke about it. Like, it's, does it do anything like that? It's so funny because they do a lot more of that in the other trilogies. This, I mm. was honestly like, if we want to get into it, like I was pretty disappointed in the, tri in the sequel trilogy um, in this because it really, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I like the sequel trilogy a lot. Not to get in the movie stuff. I don't want to talk about that stuff, but like I was very excited for this because I was like, oh fuck, like this is a new uh, you haven't had is, it yet. You haven't. Yeah, I haven't it had yet. it yet. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be this is going to be interesting. And they really dropped the ball with it um, because sure. It what has. The hell? Like, yeah, I was I was pretty. I was no, pretty sorry, 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 sorry. Oh. Just <laughs> the B-roll bear was showing. Can you scroll back like like 10 seconds? <laughs> uh, uh, we're watching the red Snoke, right now. That's Snoke the there right was uh, without context doing a motion that I was not expecting him to be doing this leg of game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is worth the to bit, make the but... sequel interesting, you know, yeah, yeah. You gotta spice things up. Yeah. yeah. But uh <laughs> but this Sorry. is this is this is no this is a great uh example of this right because when you think about this moment in the, in that movie right it's it's the um <laughs> he's reeling her in he's reeling her in certain shape Come on. Um, no, that, that, that when you think about that fight, right, it's a um, in the movies, at least it's like this chaotic moment of all the red, the red guards coming in and they're working together and they're throwing the lightsaber, and all that stuff. They they did it in this one where it's split up between uh, Ray and Kylo and they individually have to fight one guard at a time <laughs> and uh -huh. while two guards stand around and just stare at you. And it just completely loses what the the fun of that that fight was, at least watching it. Uh, and it, they 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 it was so strange because playing it with seven, eight, nine, I was like, oh fuck, this game might be a three out of five. But then going back and then playing one through six, or at least one through five for me, I was like, oh no, wait, this is this is the Lego I remembered because they actually play around with the boss fights in those games. Like, you know, if you if you uh, go to any of the boss fights in the original two trilogies, like they uh, have those seg segments where you're fighting, you know, Darth Maul or whatever, and then he bounces out, and then you have to build something, you have to throw something yeah. around, yeah, and then yeah. he comes back. Almost all of that is gone in in seven, eight, and nine. Specifically, eight and nine. It was it was it was very interesting um, because it, it it almost feels like they were like maybe given marching orders a little bit. Like of like you guys can't really. Play. It's not. It's just fresh. It's fresh. You kind of have to play by the book a little bit more. Uh, while the other games, or, uh, the other movies are so old, so much older. So I feel like they have a little bit more leeway in playing around with it. Uh, it's 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 pretty. It, it's it's pretty. Uh, I would say even like uh, too Sick. faithful too faithful uh the the other uh, the 789 ones because they 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 get like to a point where they're like uh they're not playing around with the with the format enough which i was kind of disappointed in uh but it's still it's still solid it's still a lego it's still a lego game you know yeah, what i mean and, but it's just and i imagine yeah. with the, at least the humor and, and writing and stuff getting into the sequel trilogy because i know that's probably what you're asking andy of like do they are they a little tongue-in-cheek with like the fan reactions to those movies i uh, lego movies like they are a good place to, you know, have lighthearted fun at some, like, weird moments throughout the movies. But they ne they never come from a place of, like, oh, yeah, these movies sucked or anything. Like, even Cynicism. the, like, the original Star Lego Star Wars game was the C or the prequel trilogy, right? Um, and so it's, like, it's more of that, like, wholehearted fun and, you know, if, here are, like, the, the highlight beats and stuff like that. And there's yeah. probably some goofy slapstick, but, yeah, I don't, but, I don't think. I guess I was looking more for um, when we talk about something that uh is kind of honoring the legacy of something that great while still taking little jabs at it and this is gonna like oh, yeah. make a lot of You're... people roll their eyes but like 
the Family Guy Star Wars uh, episodes. Yeah, Blue like, Harvest. Obviously, yeah. like the Blue, like yeah, Seth MacFarlane is like a gigantic fan of Star Wars and like it, you know, knows them inside and out and made a trilogy of episodes of them to honor them in a way. But whenever there's a moment in the movies that as a viewer you go, uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, they will point that out. And so I was kind of hoping for like a little bit of some moments like that like i guess yeah. my name is ray skywalker i don't know like you know something you know something yeah. like that You're like a bit for. where like in uh, episode nine where finn is constantly trying to tell ray something like find a fun way to flip that i, I was waiting for that way. i was waiting for that no they didn't do, they didn't constantly do that yelling yeah. yeah yeah uh just a fun thing in, in line with this uh, i saw that uh jake baldino posted some screenshots and it's not for the sequel trilogy but i thought a, a fun kind of meshing of the two that is poking fun but like in a in the way that the lego games do is uh, when you're playing as Luke on Tatooine in the original trilogy, there's a protocol droid you can talk to, and it says, this is a Tuscan Raider camp, home of not just the men, but the women and children, too. <laughs> what a fascinating <laughs> bunch. And it's like that that, that type of, like, making yeah. part of the prequels, I think, is Yeah, fun. And, 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 and something that uh, I should mention about this entire thing is that the something that they do really well is that there's gags that go from all the way from episode one to episode nine. Like, there are bits that they continue throughout all of these things, and they're able to make kind of this this cohesive universe, even if seven, eight, nine feel a little bit more like they're taking it seriously, but like the sand thing, they always bring up how Anakin hates sand. And like, they, like, I don't want to spoil it too much, but like, there's a lot of little things like that to, that continue throughout it. Um, and look, yeah, I was going to say, looking at some of these screenshots, I was, I was asking Barrett about this uh, over the weekend because I, I think after playing Lego builders journey and seeing what Lego can mm -hmm. look like with ray tracing and that sort of power, I think we know this game has been in development for quite some time and um, it just it doesn't quite look like that sort of next gen game that I was hoping it would look like because Lego games have always kind of had a sort of flat look. And I think the best showing I've seen of it so far was that Red Room fight where we do see a lot of screen space reflections and we're getting kind of a uh, cool lighting on the ground and things like that. But um, other areas just like. I, I think it reminds me of like when you watch an old animated movie where you know what is the background and what is a thing that will eventually move. <laughs> and like, yeah, sure, sure, I feel sure, like sure, sure. whenever we see some of these environments, you know what the Lego thing is, obviously, because it looks like a Lego ship and it doesn't feel like it's really set in that world. That, um, but I, I am hoping that maybe, I don't know, maybe along the lines, they do add some sort of um, upgrade or something like that. I mean, it that, still that, looks stunning. Like this I think looks, it looks better good. than just, the Lego games, and it, some of it's cinematography, I think, but it looks better than a lot of. I mean, I played so many Lego games last generation. Yeah, yeah I guess it, I just got spoiled by that by Lego Builder's Journey. That, sure. that game was just like, wow, game. these things look, you know, so real, and they live, they look lived into this environment because they are. It's the most realistic lighting possible. I was yeah. very impressed with the the graphics from what I've played. Uh, there was like a couple times where I'm with you, Andy, where I'm like that. There, it is always odd when you know exactly what you can interact with and what you can't. Uh, but I started with episode one. And by the time that we landed on Naboo, I was like, holy shit, those backgrounds look incredible. And I didn't expect okay, cool. to be wowed by uh, graphics at all from this game. But and again, not saying consistently, but like I, I was I at least had one moment where I was like, this looks way better than I expected it to. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Talking about the uh, the I guess the design and like the graphics and stuff like that. First of all, I, I think it looks good. I think it looks good, especially with the lighting. The lighting for me, at least, was the thing that kind of pushed it over the edge. There are moments where it does feel flat, and I, I agree with you, Andy. But there's 
There's one. Yeah, this thing, looks really me, good right here. I want. Yeah, yeah, this looks it looks awesome. it looks good. It looks good. Waffle like, back now. You know what I it's mean? Like, hey, food, take dude. a fucking seat, dude. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'd love for you to walk over right now and break your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> just walk over to your TV and break your fucking ankle. <laughs> Wild energy. I stumbled across today. Oh uh, man, I'm coming off that wrestling stream. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do this. They do this interesting thing where, like, so it, there's like actual like like particle effects when it comes to like uh, just like water and stuff like that. So, but then, like in cutscenes and things like that, they have the um, they have like the studs that represent the water. And it's like really, they're really big and they like take me out of the game. That's like such a weird, small <laughs> nitpick, but like they're really big and they just don't look like they just look like a bunch of Lego pieces. And I get what they're trying to do, but it's weird mixing it with like in actual. the Lego movie where you see the waves of the actual like one piece. Yeah, but they don't uh, do that everywhere, but they don't do that oh, everywhere. So, that, that's it. so they have like actual waves in the background and then they have gotcha. like randomly like someone will throw, you know, water in someone's face and then it would be like a bunch of studs. It's like, By the way, I didn't know you were saying water until you until like I. I've never heard anybody pronounce it that way, Roger, and I love that for you. I love that I that's now going to be your thing. Yeah, yeah, fuck, God damn it. Now I'm <laughs> round to uh, <laughs> pronounce water. Well, how do I pronounce it? How do I pronounce water it? workshop. Yeah. Water, what, oh, fuck. <laughs> We're all such fucking useless assholes here. This is how we welcome Roger to his first review. <laughs> Christ. Uh, real, real quick, I want to say just from, from the top. So I, I, I didn't get enough chance to play this game yet as much as I'd wanted to because it was a busy weekend. Um, with the events and stuff but um i don't think it's possible to have ever been interested in star wars even a little bit and booting this game up for the first time not absolutely losing your mind with how yeah. incredible the the menu screen is and the like the intro video that plays to get to the menu screen okay. it is star wars art man and it goes through the entire like all three trilogies in a way that mixes them together and makes them all feel equal and just equally hype and special and when it ends on the the title screen yeah baron has it pulled up here like it's the most epic star wars music playing right now it's from uh i think it was the episode nine trailer um or it might have been force awakens one of the two um it's that music and they they kind of like tell the entire story and lineage of star wars through a lightsaber like there's transitions like you just saw there oh, wow. where like she swipes and they just keep doing it um going through a bunch of the different iconic fights um and it's just so damn cool it got me so in the mood to play uh and it ends with the title screen and you just see like all the different characters wow. from across the the saga together and i was just like oh man here we go and then i booted up I, I decided to start with episode one um which i just I kind of, in the same way you've been talking about, Roger, like the nostalgia yeah. for uh, Lego Star Wars, like I think that does have something to do with it, like uh, the prequel trilogy being the first Legos, Lego games ever, really, like of this style, first ones I played. But even just, I have so many fond memories of episode one video games, whether it's Jedi Power Battles or the the horrible episode one game itself. Um, but the thing, say what you will about the movies and stuff, like there's so many fun gameplay elements uh, and story beats in those uh, prequel games or prequel yeah, movies. Cool. It's fucking rad, right? Uh, and yeah, just playing the opening like hour of episode one, I was like, it, it took me a little longer than I expected to wrap my head around the new controls because like it simultaneously feels more like the old Lego games than I expected it to from how it looks. But also, there is a lot more deep mechanics than 
I expected as well. Like the amount of combos that you can do and the amount of, you were saying you can kind of just button mash and you can, but if you want to get really good and intricate with it, like there's some really dope shit you can do. Like uh, soon he legend is the the Twitter guy, right? That does yep, the, mm-hmm. they can do some dope stuff with this game. And that is something that I wouldn't have expected yep. <laughs> from mm-hmm. a Lego star Wars game. Right. But like there is enough uh, abilities and kind of like controls map to or button Buttons that cause actions map to the controller that you can chain together in a way that is very cinematic and fluid and fun. Yeah, and even there's there's even upgrades. Uh, there's a whole upgrade system that's where the Kyber bricks come into play. Uh, and, and this is what you were talking like, about in your review, right? Like there's upgrades, but they don't really do much. Yeah, they're they're so the the bigger upgrades that I that the only ones that I actually use that I that I actually uh, I think are worth a damn are the uh, are the general ones, uh, which are basically like oh you can like find all the mini kits and you can like your sprinting goes really fast or whatever. Uh, but so is that no longer is that no longer applied to finding objects? That's like or because remember you used to find you used to assemble the mini kits or was that what was tied to the red bricks you do that and then you could spend the money to get the finders and locators and all that just now it's like an ability yeah it's just an ability yeah where you can find where you find enough uh you have enough i think it's a combination between kyber bricks and uh some money so it's like uh like 10 kyber bricks and like you know twenty thousand coins uh to unlock or something and uh yeah so that's that's one of the general ones so i i I pretty much did all the general stuff but the there's like class specific stuff now which is really interesting i didn't really like i didn't use any of it i think there's some stuff for style like which which Going back to the the Twitter thing, you can totally like go into the bounty hunter and you can like do slides and you can upgrade that and like that's an ability that if you want to do. But I don't feel like any of them are as interesting as the or as useful rather as the uh, the generals have for me. And when you all have men- when you all have mentioned that you started on certain trilogies, you can swap out whenever, right? You're not locked yeah. into that by any means. Okay, cool. but yeah, if yeah. you but- go to a if you like uh, like I started in the original trilogy and I. I, I just finished episode five like i could go to the prequel trilogy but i would have to start at episode one like you have to always gotcha. start at okay. the, the first episode of the trilogy yeah oh and also something to note is that uh starting at episode seven kind of fucked me because there's no jedi <laughs> until the end of that game so i had no jedi unlocked for free play until i finished that game but then if you, but then if you play episode one like five seconds in you get qui-gon jinn you get obi-wan oh. Qui-Gon and obi-wan which yeah exactly just, just for playing like i the little the, the love that's put in this game is so clear even just from the get-go yeah. of the the star wars uh stuff and like just like how the humor of the lego games that's always been there but it does feel modernized in a way that it it didn't feel like kind of corny or cringy it felt right um but starting off with uh, episode one you do get the two jedi and being able to switch back and forth between them like just the little tiny things of the the way they hold their lightsaber like yeah. when you're in just uh the standard pose like qui-gon's holding it in a more like meditative type way like he did at the end of episode one with the red uh, uh blast thingies you know what i'm talking about yeah and then the uh uh whereas uh obi-wan he'll hold it and he does the the pose where he holds it up above his head a bit more like he does in uh, episode two um with with like just the different kind of fighting stances uh with the lightsabers and it's just so cool to see these little lego characters do that and like little subtle moments where you're like cool they all kind of look the same because they're legos but then you're like oh that's clearly obi-wan just from the way he moves yeah they they a lot of little things like that for every, every single character in this game including even voice acting for characters that you see for three seconds uh when you play them in free play uh there's like they have like you know four or five pieces of dialogue but there's like hundreds of characters i forgot how many but there's i, I think was playing there's 300 characters to unlock jesus yeah, yeah. i was playing Damn. with the, i was playing with that random um the clone wars 
Fuck, what's her name? Uh, the one that uh, the the bounty hunter that put the, the little creatures in Padme's mm. window. Oh, the I one was who playing, like, works with Jango Fett. The changeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like she had like one line in the game and then like you play as her open world and she has like a full thing when you get a kyber brick, wow. she says like something. It's like really wild. So, someone pointed out on Twitter, I think that like uh, in episode four, like Leia starts off with a British accent and then like halfway through like the the game, she like goes back to an American accent, like just like That's little funny. dumb details like that, that they're like, again, making like fun jabs and not like uh you know the classic like lego stuff and they yeah they really went all out with like just like the weird little star wars details that they could yeah so are they so are they all new voices are they using movie audio at all because i know they've walked that line and gone back and forth on so stuff that's like interesting because that. that is something that works to various degrees there are moments where it is definitely like this is cut from the movie um yeah, but yeah. then they but then they try to like throw in somebody else like trying to do a, a impression of kylo okay. or whatever okay. and uh there, some of them work some of them don't the kylo one's kind of rough it's like it's like oh that's definitely adam driver then it's like oh that's not adam driver <laughs> um but yeah so they, they they do a lot of intercutting and they um they have moments where they like expand on uh, on the situation that you know you can't just take from the movie that's interesting when, I, nick, I jo when nick joins the podcast that, yeah. oh, we'll get him to do his kylo impression mm -hmm. i, I haven't experienced that yet because like with the original trilogy right like they definitely had to get like an entire like new voice like they can't like bring in like anybody yep. else anybody else to really do that so like it's all at least from what i've played i've only rolled uh through the the uh episode four and five uh but i haven't noticed any like um movie audio or anything yet yeah I, i'm pretty sure that makes sense it, it, it I, th I think that was a fully uh, new vo yeah. how's the pod racing because that's the thing that i'm most excited mm. to get to oh good no. It's good. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's it's solid. It's it, it was one of the more standout moments of the of that um that, of that section of the game. I didn't yeah, it know was, this is a thing. I'm in. No, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it, it's it's fun, and it it is it is very uh, intense. I think there were some moments I, I, we can get into later, but like I had some glitches with this game, uh, some bugs, and I had a few in this moment where I like hit a wall, and then I went through the wall, and then it was like ah fuck, this is a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a it was a fun and very. Uh, I wish there was more of it. I wish there was like a like a like a pod racing mini game. I, I'm pretty sure it's just this. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, chat or anything. But yeah, it's just it's just that. But as the level, it's fun. It's a good time. In that view, it looked like you were playing the darkness, Greg. But as two robot arms, and you're just kind of like reaching out for somebody God, doing that because of the way Anakin's. Or the darkness. That's my Sebulba's impression. So good, Andy. Every fucking time. How's the story in the game? Because I like as as somebody who you know there's and I feel like this is probably all of us right there's a handful of Star Star Wars movies that I really like and then there's a handful where I'm like uh, give or take right I might not like this one or I might not be into Episode Nine if you if you have those ones for you right like can you hop into episode, the sequel trilogy and still enjoy it if you're not a sequel trilogy person or the or the prequel trilogy yeah for the most part I. I... I, I, the sequel trilogy is the hardest one, right? Because it's like, again, like they don't play into the the core of what the the Lego you know funness is too much. They they pr play it somewhat seriously uh, in part. So I feel like it's it's tough for if you specifically if you like if you, but if you like let's say you hate episode two, like you're gonna have a fucking amazing time playing that uh, specifically. But the sequel trilogy is 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 kind of a mixed bag. I think you'll find something out of it. 
but I don't think you're going to love it as much as the other ones. What if you haven't seen uh, some of the movies? Because for me, like the prequel trilogy is one oh. that I probably saw passively as a kid. And then like I, I never made the effort to actually Perfect. watch it, watch it because like everybody shits on the on the prequel trilogy. Is it worth jumping into in Lego Star Wars? Do they do oh, enough, enough of a good job like portraying the yeah. story? Yeah, they do a great job. I think I I I personally think that that is. I would that push is a back on that a little bit because I feel really? like you're less in on the joke at that point. If you're going in on it, like they like, I feel like there's got to be at least like a what at least one movie watch through knowledge to like. I think really. What if I refuse to watch the movies because I tried I once mean, and I, mean, I got you thirty can minutes go into the, the minutes, first level, and, no. and if like you're not into the first level, like then maybe it's not for. Not for you if you're really like uh, putting your uh, fist down on no prequels, but I see what you're saying, Barrett. But I think this is I was I was looking at it from a lens of like if I never saw this play saw the movies, like would I be able to understand what the fuck is happening? And I think not only do you understand what's happening, but it has jokes that are built in without knowledge of the movie. Right. Like you're able to hop in and be like, okay, this is just funny. Like they're just being, they're just being clowns. Like they're having a good time. Like it's not like, hey, this is something uh, that is related to the movie. You have to have watched it in order to understand it. Uh, And also, like, I personally, like, again, like I, I, I played the original Lego Star Wars game before I watched episode one. And I think that was a pretty solid way to get into the franchise. So <laughs> yeah. I think, hey, maybe, maybe you'll play it. Maybe See, you'll play it in this one and maybe you'll watch the movie. Maybe you'll That's like, what you might think. It's like, I'm not like necessarily anti-prequel by any means. I'm just anti-prequel mm. in the way that I don't want to watch the movies. I've played, sure. like, <laughs> I've sure. played plenty of the prequel Star Wars games and have enjoyed them. And like, I have a loose understanding of what happened in the prequel. So like, sure. if you tell me that the Star Wars prequel games are fun and like, I can hop into the prequel yeah. levels in this one and like have a good time, then that's good enough for me. Yeah, I'm not anti prequel content. I'm anti prequel source material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's where it makes uh, How is uh, the Watto? The Watto's good. The Watto's good. He ha- he ha- he has some good moments. Yeah. Is he the most almost powerful character to a five out of five. What's up? Is he the most powerful character? Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, he might be because I tried to kill him immediately <laughs> as soon as I walked <laughs> up to the motherfucker, and he didn't die. He didn't die. So hey. Wow. There you okay. go. One, one thing I do want to like shout out because this was the aspect that I was most uh, excited for was like the flying around dog fighting stuff, um, which yep. was like way m- much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought we were definitely going to get certain levels like I'm showing uh, the, the end of a new hope here. Um, but like Roger was saying with the kind of um, the big hub areas in between missions, there are also like just there's space to go explore in between missions and stuff. And like uh, we showed it a a a tiny little bit earlier. Um, Sorry, I'm using, you know, people were very quick to upload full playthroughs of this game when the embargo broke. So um, I'm jumping around finding footage as I can, but uh, you can pull up like a full galaxy map and it contextualizes kind of in their interpretation of like where these planets are in relation to each other. And there's like things to do around like Yavin four in space and stuff like that. That was like really, really really cool and like right like i'm getting so distracted the first thing i i texted roger like when we got codes was like god damn this game is huge uh yeah and it's one of those like i i let myself get a little distracted throughout like some missions like if i'm in a hub area but at the same time i'm like just just play through the stories and then like unlock all the like different like uh class types that you need and then just go explore because there's going to be so much to go through and and stuff like that that they even they even i I don't know if you if you saw that, but like I, I I've been doing side quests and like now they're at the point now where they're like, 
hey, yeah, uh, it's on Tatooine. And they're like, uh, actually, uh, my friend in Yavin 4 has something. Can you go get that and then bring it back to me? Like, th- there is a little bit of ho- galaxy hopping, I mean, planet hopping, and then cool. you come back, which is neat. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's an impressively huge world, for sure. I mean, I was surprised even booting it up and starting with episode one, and it starts with some space flight stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, whoa, didn't didn't see this coming like this was and it was like fun to control even where it was kind of like the left stick. Yeah, exactly. Right here, uh, Barrett. Thank you. Um, Left stick kind of like has you just controlling the ship and then right stick allows you to barrel roll like fully around. Um, And it was just like a a, the controls felt really intuitive in a way that I was impressed by. It reminded uh, me of Battlefront 2 a little bit of the the dogfighting from that game. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's 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 I, I at first I was pretty mixed on the flying uh, because I opened it up again. Episode seven may not be the best way to play this game originally, but I played start off it, the first time you get into a into a um, the, into a into a space thing is the Millennium Falcon. And it is it feels very slow, especially when you're on next to the ground. Like it just feels like a very slow fight. So I, I wasn't I wasn't really digging it. But as I played it, I started to enjoy it more. The one the one gripe that I have with it is that uh, when you're in space, they have like these little icons for each of the people that you need to fight and they're like really big exclamation points. So like, it looks, it looks like you're just like fighting a bunch of punctuation (laughs) instead of like actually (laughs) fighting like a tie fighter. Uh, that's, but I, I don't know how they would get around that. It's, it's tough, especially since uh, it's a dark background. It it reminds me of like, uh, the, like I was saying, the dog fighting from battlefront two, they even got, have like the little, circles to be like hey you should probably aim here so like when your laser actually reaches like where they are it'll more most likely hit them here and stuff like that and i think i think they kind of needed to add those exclamation points i get what you're saying though rog but but it's one of those things because like you know at the end of this day this is this is a kid franchise and this is a a lego game for a kid franchise so they they have to like make some things a little more accessible and for kids to easily understand of like oh this is an enemy right here and and stuff like that so um Uh, real quick we got a couple more questions to talk about for lego star wars but before we do that let me tell you about our sponsors For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I took three years of French and guess what? It didn't stick. Now thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively easy and fun way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches you bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually want to use in the real world. Uh, Je parle un peu français, and I was talking to Jen's mom here and there about little things. Mon chapeau. You know what it's about. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I could use that for English. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's babbel.com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? 
hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank and Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. You got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. You can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. I'm gonna pause the ad and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how do I know so much about DoorDash? I used it this morning. I woke up, I had to get the house ready, I had this guy coming to work on the garage, I had the nanny coming over, we had no clean bottles, I cleaned the bottles, I did the thing, and I was like, I'm hungry, and I need coffee, and I don't have time to make either. I door dashed uh, Jen and I some breakfast today, and it was great. When I was sick last week, I door dashed Gatorade, because I wasn't about to go out. DoorDash is great. Back to what they wrote. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. Don't forget, that's code KINDAFUNNY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Sorry, Raj, continue. No, I was gonna. I was gonna answer a question you had on kind of funny games daily. Uh, oh. The Switch version. The Switch version. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, it is good. It is good. I was surprised. Wow. I have, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's Switch, right? <laughs> like, and let's just put our expectations there. But it's. Uh, it's the full game. Uh, that's something that I was a little worried about, just because I know they've been putting out full games on the Switch recently. But I've had a very long story pass with uh, getting a DS version of lego star wars getting very excited about it realizing it's not really the full game and then getting pretty sad about it but no this is the full game it runs solid uh aliasing is pretty rough on it especially when you dock it but if you're playing it on the switch on your handheld mode bed it's totally fine it's totally doable so i think you that is a perfect you know before bed game for sure awesome and then the 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 other question i had on games daily related to this was so now that you kind of like played through at least the majority of the like story missions and all that Are you like, I want to go back and like get everything. Like I want to do all the side quests. You kind of like, I had my fun with where the, the core game was at. I'm going to, I, I, I think that I'm going to end up going back. It's hard to say. Cause I, I, I really devoured this game faster than I, I expected to. Like I, I devoured it so fast. I'm like, I never want to see a Lego game for the next week, two weeks. Like <laughs> I'm going to play, I'm going to play some Elden ring and then I'll come back. But once I come back, I, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be like a late night. I don't know what to play. This is just a good, you know, chill time, relaxing. Have a good feeling about this. I have, mm. I have a good feeling about. It. The amount of times they say a bad feeling in this fucking and the cantina, the amount of cantina jokes oh, in yeah. this game, a lot. Oh my god, it's a lot. It's every single every single episode, but I love it. I love it. It's fun, and yeah. the writing's really good. That's just something I should say. The writing is really good. But there was like one time where I was like, ah, I don't know about that joke, but that's really good for nine episodes of 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 a. Uh, you know, story that's pretty solid. I think the jokes uh, landed for the most part. Yeah, exactly. And it's something I've been thinking about is like, do I want to get the platinum for this? Is this is this a game that like I really want to stick with? And yeah, I think I'm I'm similar to you, Roger. Where it's like I I want to like uh, I want to get through the nine episodes and then kind of like reevaluate like where I'm at because there is yeah. a lot to do. And it's like I looked at the trophy list and it's like uh, you know one trophy will be like uh, you know like do all of the objectives in one mission. And then the next trophy will be do all of the objectives in every mission. It's like, Oh, so there's no in between. It's just like the beginning and the very end. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, how that fares. It's just like, it, it seems it's not like a hard one, but a, 
a, a lengthy one, right? Um, yeah. So sure. we'll see if that that turns into like a, a late nice. night where I'm like, uh, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, like in between games, like I'll boot this up and you know try to slowly but surely knock out a trophy or two. Yeah. Any any final thoughts or questions about Lego Star Wars? Um, I, I second Roger's score. Thank you, thank you. I, 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 if you are excited about this game, have any interest in it, if you played the original games and you were like, hey, those were fun times when I was a kid, and you want to relive some of that, so play this game. That's that's what I think. Also, this this game is pretty short. Like each each not not the entire thing, but each uh, mission you can golden path in about an hour and a half. Like each each episode. Um, uh, so I think it's it's definitely doable depending on your play style, and uh, if you just want to get in there, play a little bit, and just bounce out for the night. So. For sure, four out of five, great game. Yeah, and good news, bad news. Good news, there's co-op, and it seems cool. Bad news is there's no online co-op, yeah. and that sucks because I would have loved to do that. Uh, yeah, they were that years ago, and I would love to see them address it again. I remember back in the day when they removed it, the argument in the E3 demo where they were talking about it was like, "Hey, we have the statistics. We see how many people use it. Nobody does." Mm. But it's like now we're in a much different place, right? In terms yeah. of who plays games and how they play games, and I would be interested to see if they could somehow run statistics on that again if people actually cared. So now moving on from Star Wars to Star Trek, I'd like to introduce another person to this kind of funny games cast, the one and only Nick Scarpino. About time, Tim. I had to sit through 30 minutes of you dorks talking about Star Wars. When we all know the superior series, of course, we'd be up to him is Star Trek. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the GDC <laughs> just happened. And last Entrance. week, you know, we were out there and we were like, hey, we got to send people to do things. Let's send Nick Scarpino to go preview a video game. And you did just that. You played Star Trek Resurgence. What did you get to do and what did you think about it? I saw a demo of this game. Uh, it was super fun. Thank you for uh, for hooking that up, guys. As you know, I'm a huge Star yeah, Trek fan. Uh, it was mostly Greg. Yeah, Thanks. Greg was like, do you, I, Greg didn't even ask me. He goes, hey, I'm sending you to this uh, to this <sighs> so Star Trek appointment. Either. And I went to the, I went to it, which was cool, by the way. It was fun to actually see everyone in person and actually feel like we were uh, a, a real human being again and see a game. Uh, so being a part of GDC was fun. And then they were like, hey, man, you must be packed. Do you have anything after this? I'm like, no, I'm going to go home. And uh, I'm like, uh, <laughs> Like I'm like, no, I only can, this is the only game I'm previewing. I literally told like this is the only appointment I have at GDC, and they the look they gave me, these fine developers who were crammed in this hotel room all day. I'll tell you what, but I did in fact get a Reese's peanut butter cup afterward. One of those little Reese's eggs. Fantastic. Uh, and that made it worth it. Great detail. Yeah, cool game. I like I enjoyed it. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's a narrative adventure game. It's a narrative adventure game. We saw uh, you know, I saw a few scenes from it. Uh, I saw both the characters that you play as. And it's fun. I mean, it's I, I I watched it for a long time, not realizing that I was supposed to interact with it because the story kind of draws you in very well. Um, and it's like watching an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, which I think honestly is the highest praise I could ever give anything. So I, I'm excited to to play through it when it comes out. Uh, Tim, you'll be excited. It's on the Epic Game Store for PC, uh, so maybe go. we can we can play that for one of our streams or something. But it looks cool. It looks very cool. So again, this is the one that's from Dramatic Labs, right? Correct. That's like who twenty people Telltale who guys. used to work at Telltale. Yeah, so correct. Is it the same idea then? So like, this is what happens. You have it pop up and you go. Yeah, same basic ideas as just more of a, a story driven game. Um, you're not you're not looking for a ton of like. 
uh, there will be some playable mechanics as far as like tricordering and like uh, I think you get to pilot a starship or one of the uh, the shuttle ships at a certain point. Uh, but for the most part, you are you're getting mostly the story that's going to happen here. Uh, and the setup is really really cool. You get uh, you you play as either the first officer uh, Rydic as she takes uh, uh, control or command rather of the Resolute, which is a new ship. Um, and you kind of get thrust in the middle of uh, a peacekeeping mission to the Hotari system where you have to kind of uh, broker a peace between these two warring factions that war just broke out. Mind you, Tim, of course, you're asking yourself, Nick, is there an ion storm anomaly? Of course there is, Tim. It wouldn't be a Star Trek travel. if there wasn't some sort of anomaly. Um, and of course, you have to go, and one of the setups is Ambassador Spock uh, pulls you aside and says, hey... Uh, you might have to go back channel some of this stuff. So you're going to have to do like a little espionage there. That's one of the characters. And the other character is uh, you play as Carter Diaz, who's an engineer, and he's got to go. We left him uh, and, and one of his counterparts having to go out onto the hull of the ship and fix some stuff. But I didn't get to see that part. So you're going to Are these a new cool characters, stuff. the ones you're playing as? Yeah, these are new characters. It's a new ship. Um, the, the Resolute hasn't existed, I don't think. This happened sort of around, I think, the Starship insur- or Star Trek Insurrection timeline. Okay. So if you've seen that movie, it's kind of like, you know, if, to put it in like kind of layman's terms, it's like Picard hard era uh next generation sort of era star trek which is my one of my favorite eras if not if not the best uh, as far as the the timeline's concerned um but yeah i mean it just looks like you're playing a really long episode of of the show uh it's all one it's not coming out episodic i think that's the big difference Great. between that and the telltale games so you can just kind of play i think some of the feedback they had gotten was that you know people felt compelled to play for one to two hours or long long period longer periods of time uh whereas this kind of uh, is going to be a, a longer story that you can kind of come dip in and out of. Uh, okay. But it's cool. It looks great. It's on the Unreal Engine, so it looks really nice. So yeah. it doesn't look chapters? good. That's the one thing I haven't been able to nail. Like as I see this trailer and a couple other things that have, I've seen, it's like good does enough. Does it to, look good or is it yeah. empty environments? But then it's space. But I, you know what I mean. Like in I didn't general. see. I didn't see enough of it. They only showed us a couple slices from the game. Uh, so blessing to answer your question. I'm not sure how it plays out as far as that's concerned. I know you bounce back and forth in two characters, but they only showed us two. Uh, two or three cutscenes that were that that, that they're walking and talking, kind of guys. Thing. They're doing it. It's authentic, which is great. I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of one to, high marks for the game is that the story got me. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'd watch that. Like, I, I want to watch this. And the fact that I get to interact and kind of mill about the ship and there's a lot of explore like areas that you can just kind of veer off and explore um, sounds pretty cool. As to I'm I'm one of those people where I'm like I just kind of care about the the main story mission. I'm not really a side quest guy, so if there's too much of like uh, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of needless exploration. But it draws me in that you you know obviously your 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 choices do matter as far as the fate of your your character. So that's pretty cool. So I, that that'll that'll keep me sticking with it. I think. So like I guess final question for you is like, do you actually plan to play through this? I'll play. I I, want, I would like to play a little bit of it. Yeah, I'd like to play the first couple hours of it and see. If that grabs me, I've never really been drawn to like more story driven games like this. Like I know I, I don't really know enough or have the vocabulary to kind of get an analog. But from what I've read, it's like Tales of the Borderland or the game of the Telltale Game of Thrones game, things like that. Those never really spoke to me. I know Greg was super into the Batman game that came out. Um, I'm more I, I think I need a playable mechanic here, like slowly walking around the ships might not necessarily speak to me, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, it's Star Trek and it, it looks like it's a well done Star Trek. Um, and so that's. That that's something cool to look forward to. In the trailer, they had scenes of the character like looked like he was lasering something, and there was there was another scene of him like scanning some shit. Is that in the game? Is that like yeah? You're gonna have stuff? evidently. I didn't see any of that, but they they said yes. You're gonna have some of those playable mechanics in the game, including I think a shuttle uh, piloting a shuttle somewhere around there. But those aren't the main mechanics of the game. The main mechanics are more of just talking, talking, and and the dialogue choices and how those are gonna those are gonna play out. Is there humor? 
Um, from what I saw, it's if you if as much humor as there's ever been in a Star Trek The Next Generation episode. <laughs> but I will say this. I'll say this. Uh, they don't. They haven't announced the guy's name yet. But whoever's doing the VO for Spock is incredible. Hmm. And apparently they auditioned a bunch of people for it. Because I was like, it tripped me out at first. You get to the scene with Spock, and I'm like, wait a minute. When did you guys record this? I'm like, did you guys record this with Leonard Nimoy before, like, before he passed? And they're like, no, we just have a really good VO actor. No, we I guess they're going to talk about later. But it's, I mean, <laughs> he it's, brought him back. it's hey, spot I... on. The guy's great. So um, Spock on. Hey. 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 But Greg yeah, very big everybody. Definitely yeah. worth uh, getting up uh, a little early for. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick, for, for coming through. Do you have a Kylo impression you want to leave us with? Yes, a, please. A, a Kylo Ren impression? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, uh, no, that's not the one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. That's not the one I was Is looking for. He does a really good. The girl. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's ruined now. <laughs> do it. I don't think I. I don't think you're thinking of me. I don't do think it. I do a good Kylo. No, impression. it's you. It was definitely you. The curl. The curl. I'll try it for you, Andy. Ready? Let's ready? Uh, oh God damn it! <laughs> Get him out! Get him out! Get him out of the call! God damn it! <sighs> All right, Andy Cortez. Let's go to you. He's still going. <laughs> There's a little video game called Hyper Light Drifter. Yeah. And a little sequel just got announced last week. And you must be pretty excited about that. Isn't that right? I am. Yeah, they're finally returned to the universe. Uh, G4 did a little preview event with Heart Machine uh, in which uh, the uh, sort of lead director was talking about how Heart Machine became multi-project about a year ago, which makes a lot more sense as to why this game is happening because i was like no way they're gonna debut a new game that's uh, solar ash just came out last year but they mentioned uh that they are working on a game based in the universe of hyperlight drifter this isn't a sequel because the story of the drifter is done and this game is called hyperlight breaker uh published by gearbox and it really seems like they are going for the risk of rain approach um it's going to be a roguelite it's going to have uh, multiplayer or single player. Um, they, they've kept on kind of like saying you can't. Yes, it's single player as well. This isn't just like one of those games that, yeah, you could play a single player, but it's more fun with other people. Um, it really seems like they are still trying to um, kind of let the single player uh, gamers know that, no, you're going to be fine. This is going to be a single player game. It's set in that universe. It is a third person action adventure game. A lot of slashing, different classes, it seems. Uh, and based on kind of the image, the images that they've released, there's like five different silhouettes of different looking drifter type characters that are all kind of like one looks like the big bruiser. One looks like a faster sort of melee person. So I feel like there's going to be different classes here, but it, it, it does seem like they are going for the risk of rain approach uh, with roguelite elements. And uh, yeah, it's super exciting because this is something that I wanted. I wanted a 3D translation of the Hyperlight Drifter game for quite some time now. Hyperlight Drifter is one of my favorite games, and I actually recently started replaying it for like the third time. And it's interesting going back to it and kind of seeing the seeds that have started a lot of these top-down action games. Um, Because at the time, when I first played this, I wasn't really playing a whole lot of other 
top-down Zelda likes, and I feel like this one kind of was the the one that was my first sort of like, oh, this is a modern take on that top-down Zelda Link to the Past style game. Um, it's a Link to the Past with a slash and a gun and a dash mechanic. Like this is awesome as hell. Um, and after replaying it, I've been I'm about like a couple hours in at this point, and it's just so well polished and it's so well ahead of its time in terms of how other games like Death's Door and like Tunic and a bunch of other kind of games of this ilk. I feel like a lot of people are getting kind of jaded and tired of this style of indie game because they have become so uh, ubiquitous in the indie space. Um, I, I'm having a blast with it, though. I really do feel like it kind of is the perfect blueprint for a lot of other games to sort of take ideas from. And it's a really good game. And goddamn, it's still like it still holds up and I still have a lot of fun with the combat and the complexities of the boss battles are, are an absolute blast, but yeah, we'll see how that all translates to 3d. Um, because I, I assumed if they are going to ever make a 3d version of this, it's going to be like death store. It's going to be isometric. Mm -hmm. It's going to look like link to the past, uh, links awakening rather, you know, with all the kind of cool tilt shift 3d stuff, but it is a straight up like camera behind your character. You're running, you have your dash and your gun. Um, and those are some some of the images they've released so far. But this is going to be an early access game, Hyperlight Breaker. This is going early access will be available in 2023. They're taking that same approach they did with Hyperlight Drifter. To, they're doing the same approach that Hades did, where they are going to start releasing the game in chunks. And then I'm assuming the official release might be a year and a half from then. Um, but the yeah, early access begins spring 2023. And we'll see how that goes, because I haven't really taken a part in that. I know, Greg, you took part in the Hades early access, much like I did for a little yeah. bit. And it was interesting to see how that game sort of evolved over time. For sure. And I think, you know, that's always the give and take with early access is how do you get into it? When do you want to get into it? Right. And like you can jump in early and then struggle through stuff and help them make it better or wait, you know, however long it's going to be to then get the final product and see what it's actually going to shape up to be. Yeah. Does yeah. that ruin the, the surprise and the experience 100%. for me? Yeah. I mean, I am kind of worried about that because I'm, I've just been looking so forward to being back in that universe. Cause I think, I think heart machine has such a great art style and uh, art direction that a lot of other games have sort of taken inspiration from and i'm so stoked to kind of see it but how much of that do i want to leave as a surprise for myself what were you gonna say bless sure. yeah no, I, was, I was gonna mention that i think hades has kind of changed the game in terms of how people receive early access because i was in that same boat where anytime a game is announced for early access i'm like all right yeah i'm sure the game's gonna like come out and then it's probably gonna struggle for however many many months and then the excitement of it dies down and then official release comes through and we don't talk about it as much. Right. Hades kind of had the opposite effect where because of early access, it worked out the way it should have worked out where they worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, iterated, and it came out. And then more people hopped into it because they saw it came out and all of a sudden becomes this big hit that everybody's excited about and talks about. Like for me, I, I jumped into Arcade Again in early access because that dropped last July. And I like doing that because like I played it for about like five days or so. Had a blast with it, saw the vision, and of course, like it's early, and so like it's missing out on a lot of mechanics, missing out, missing out on a lot of systems, missing out on um, like a sense of like finalized progression where I feel like I should spend a lot of time in it. So like playing those five days, I was like, all right, cool, like I'm down to put this down right now. Right, I had good, I had a good five days with it. Let me come back at official release, which right now I think there's that's slated for like later this year. Um, and then I'll jump into it then and have fun with it then. Um, and I hope like I hope for Hyperlight Breaker, is it? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, for this, that works out the same way because I think this game looks cool. And I'm like, uh, I also hopped into Solar Ash, and like the things I liked about that game were how it felt and like how smooth the movement was and the combat was. I think that's a thing that could translate pretty well to something like this. And it looks like they're taking a lot of the foundation they kind of built in terms of how that game looks and flows and it's building it and are building it into Hyper Light Breaker. And so if that's the case, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And also, like, I think for me, the thing that I didn't necessarily love about Solar Ash was how. I guess like obscure the world was in a way that felt like it was trying to be a shadow colossus or was trying to be a pathless um that mixed with its visuals not necessarily living up to what i liked about something like the pathless or again something like shadow um i think this coming out in early access and being multiplayer and seeming like it's trying to do a different thing is going to add a lot to it because i imagine that this is probably going to be very gameplay and systems heavy in a way that I'm sure I'm sure one Andy will get into and I think I might get into as well if, if this game feels as good to play as a Solar Ash did. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more combat focused where Solar Ash was definitely more maneuvering and platforming yeah, like puzzle platformer. Yeah, but in this they in the Hyperlight Breaker, they mentioned that they are in order to traverse the world, you will have like a hoverboard of some sort, which like when was the last time you had a hoverboard in the game? That sounds so exciting. Um but the I, I guess one thing that I am really excited about is that Heart Machine's fan base is so dedicated and so hardcore because of the level of quality that Hyperlight Drifter was when it came out. And it sort of had a dedicated fan base on Tumblr back in the day, and they still post stuff on Tumblr. And they're, I, 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 what excites me about that is that they have this sort of built-in community, unlike a lot of other games that might come out to an early access, where they have a built-in audience it's a lot of hardcore people that I think are going to judge the game fairly and give really good quality feedback in order to help. Um, <laughs> there it is. That Jack was the last time you had hoverboard, Jack and Daxter. Um, Shout out to the chat for posting, wanting to show that. Uh, and uh, I think what it sucks to me about that is that there's going to be a lot of really good feedback coming from the hardcore audience, helping build mm, this game hardcore. and make it good as it goes along. Uh, because... I, I feel like a lot of games, much like Arcade Again, might come out, hey, we're early access, but how many people are really hardcore that are a part of that community, you know? And I, I, Hyper Light Drifter and Heart Machine kind of have this really neat community that uh, really cares about the products that they're putting out. So I'm excited for that to go into early access because I do think that the the game will develop really well um you know if there's something wrong with it they will listen to the feedback and try to correct it as it goes on and hopefully we will have something as good as a hades uh probably not that level because hades is i think is like a one of one in a generation type game but it's exciting to know that i'm going to be able to revisit this world that i i really enjoyed existing in during hyperlight drifter hell yeah bless you've been playing curvy you're about to beat Kirby. Kirby. What do you have to say about Kirby? This game is fantastic. I've been having such a good time. I think it is it is such a Nintendo game and the level of quality and the design, uh, the level design and like the way they inject objectives into each level. I think that's the thing that's mainly blown me away because everything else in Kirby is very much a man. This feels like playing a really cool 3D Mario game, not in terms of like, of course, he blows up and like takes other people's abilities, which I guess Mario did one time. But like in terms of. <laughs> how smart the pathing is, how smart they hint toward, oh man, is this wall over here breakable? Oh man, we're putting this ability here. Maybe you should grab this ability and double back to see if you missed a thing. Like, 
that level of I guess the scavenger hunt style of level design for me is, is is very impressive in Kirby and like for the Kirby games that I played before this, which have been like uh, I think one of them on Super Nintendo and then the one on N sixty four. Like Kirby has always just felt like another baby ass like, platformer from Nintendo in a way that like never got me interested. Like I always saw the vision, I always like got what Kirby was trying to be, and like I never really hated on Kirby necessarily. I was just like, hey, all right, no, this ain't this ain't for me. But like I see Kirby as a cool like. Hey, let's put this out. The people that love it, love it. And the people that don't kind of skip to Mario or skip to whatever the other thing is. This is the first time around playing a Kirby game where I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I cannot get enough of this. Like I'm about to beat. I'm on the last boss fight right now. I've not started it, but like I'm about to jump into that level. And once I finish it, I'm probably going to double back to see like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to do all the optional um, uh, run based levels that are like 30 seconds to a minute long and see if I can get the high score and all those. Then I'm going to go back into the levels that I didn't get all the objectives in. Um, and like I, the, the reason why I love the objective specific, the objective uh, gameplay specifically in this game, I want to shout out um, because they have like a level of you jump into the into the levels. You know, you're looking for all the waddledies. And like there's there's a five qualities per level that you're that you're collecting. They also have hidden objectives which you don't know, and those are the things that kind of taken the game to the next level because now I'm looking at levels in ways that I've never looked at them before. Where I am trying to figure out, all right, like what is the gimmick to this level? What do they want me to do specifically here that they're not telling me? Like, am I picking up coffee from tables and drinking coffee? Am I finding the secret area and like using the the uh, uh, nap hat so I can take a nap by the pool? Like this game sounds like such a fever dream. It kind of yeah. is like at level <laughs> level, you're doing wildly different shit that like really work for it and are really like, it's it's really easy, simple. And I think very fun, right? Like there's not really a grind to it. There's not really a, uh, like there's not really a lot of conflict for you to like enjoy the 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 exploration that's available in each level. It very much is like get in there, walk around, notice what you notice, and then like if you don't get all the objectives, look through the list that they reveal, and then hop back in if you want to, or go on and do the next thing. Um, and so it's been very great for that. I've been really enjoying Kirby. And also, I want to shout out the art style is impeccable. Like last, uh, I think it might have been last week, I asked you Tim about how the game looked and performed on Switch. And granted, I've been playing it mainly on my on my handheld. I've played it once docked on my TV. I didn't think it looked great then. But playing it on my OLED Switch, I got to a level that was like a desert level where it's like a lot of like, you know, a, a lot of like vast like empty sand land and then like a cool mall structure that's in there. And then like you see the wind and the way that like they visualize how the wind looks and like the dust and all that stuff, I thought looked really great. And like the way the colors pop and everything like, it is a fantastic looking game if you're playing on the OLED switch. Um, and so, yeah, I want to give a big shout out to that too. Yeah. Now that it, you know, we're a couple, uh, we're a week out of release or whatever. I, I feel like I can talk about some later game stuff. I've been having such a great time uh, post game of all the things that they have you do going back, getting all the rest of the Waddle Dees. Uh, I did it on stream last week, like some of the more challenging combat uh, things that I've had to do that were just giving me issues. Like it was just so satisfying to, have that challenge of like, okay, I know I can do this. I just need to not fuck it up because one of the things was beat these two bosses without getting any damage at all. And it's not that hard, but it is just challenging enough where you're like, okay, I got to really focus on this, make sure I'm bringing the right uh, ability into the fight. And I just never thought I'd experience that in a Kirby game, like especially with uh, the history that we've had with the franchise and, and understanding like where they're kind of like the the, the ceiling is for the, the, the difficulty in the games. And this, the more i play the more it strikes me as a mario game than a kirby game uh when you beat the game bless you're about to unlock like uh end game stuff that is awesome 
and it makes you play through the levels in an even different way than you have been even with the challenge stuff and i think that the way that they handle it is very mario-esque uh but in some ways even better where it kind of reuses old because remember when we played mario world uh 3d mario 3d world and um a lot of the challenge levels were just the first levels again remixed yeah um this does that but it kind of like gets all like it unlocks like six different new levels for you to play through and each level is an entire world of the game in one level that you're going through Mm. so it kind of like remixes everything uh in in such a cool clever way and that is where the challenge actually ratchets up quite a bit it's still never that difficult and it always is fun uh but i'm just seeing my like percentage like tick up little by little and like i'm getting to the point that i'm like i don't want this to end like i want more things to do in this game like i can't wait for a sequel i really think they they did something special with this one yeah i also want to shout out the style of the game too like i really like the it, it does the Plat- 3d platformer thing right where it is world by world uh uh and like each world has a different theme i've been surprised now that i've gone to the later worlds like it's not necessarily surprising what they're doing to it but i do think that it is it still hits for me right where you get to the final worlds and it is like here's every like here's lava like here's the stuff <laughs> you expect from a nintendo 3d platformer but that shit hits like especially with the music that they're bringing in with like mm-hmm. the visualization they have good um I, I love the UI in the overworld when you switch between worlds because they have like a cool, like really stylish font and like graphic that they put up. And like each time I, I transition to it, yeah, I'm like, dude, this is actually, it actually pops. And it especially pops for a Kirby game where you really least good expect style. it. Yeah, the style is really awesome. Like, I love everything about the, how the game looks and sounds and the soundtrack. I think by the time we get to the end of this year, I think for me, I'm like, it's going to be my top 10 soundtracks at the very least, maybe top five soundtracks of the year. It is a fantastic uh, sounding game. No exaggeration, like since I boot this game up a couple weeks ago, not a single day has gone by that I don't have a song stuck in my head the entire day. And it's not the same song. Like it's not just the main theme. It's like I've had the desert theme stuck in my head all day today. Yesterday it was the water theme. And it's like the music is incredible and it's so catchy and it's so dynamic and it's not just one thing. Like, oh, I really, yeah. really enjoyed this yeah, game. Yeah, playing this game honestly makes me want them to even take Kirby even further. Like if they may, like let's talk about the music right now, right? It makes me think of mario galaxy and how much when that game first came out how well that game hit and how well that music hit in particular and i could easily see like after playing this i'm like dude i want a full 3d kirby platformer that might be asking too much in fact like this game is already them kind of over delivering based on what kirby is but if they took it to the next step and made like a of course it's not gonna be kirby galaxy but like for all intents and purposes right like a kirby galaxy game that shit would hit and like Honestly, after this, I'm like, dude, I can see the design. I can see how you do it, right? Like, all the mechanics are there for you to make it happen. Um, but yeah, man, I've been loving the game. I can't wait to play more. You know, I'm very excited for the post-game stuff. Now that you've kind of hyped it up a little bit, I think for sure I'm going to uh, get to that as soon as possible. Hell yeah. Uh, and before we leave, Bless, I, I want to hear about another game you've been playing, DNF Duel. Yes. So DNF Duel is a new fighting game that's coming out. It's officially releasing late June, um, but there is a beta currently going on for it. The first beta happened, like, I think end of last year, and this is the second beta for it, but I totally missed it. I didn't know about this game until I put out my Blessing Super Fun game release calendar for 2022, and I got a couple of replies of people being like, yo, you check out DNF Duel, like, you should check out DNF Duel, and so I looked it up. And I realized this game developed by Arc System Works, who are like the goats, right? Like these guys know what they're doing when it, when it comes to fighting games, right? They put out Guilty Gear, they put out Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, they're a fantastic studio. And so that first and foremost made me go, oh, snap, all right, I should pay attention to this. But then looking into it, right? It's a game that's published by Nexon. It is basically a spinoff of Nexon's Dungeon, Dungeon Fighter Online franchise, right? Which is known in 
I think it's South Korea as Dungeon and Fighter. That is what the DNF stands for. Um, DNF Duel is the fighting game spinoff of that. And it is everything you expect from a Arc System Works game, which is it is a game that is beautiful. It is a game with a fantastic soundtrack. It is a game with stylish characters. It is a fighting game that has really good tight fight mechanics. Uh, 2D fighter. Of course, if you played Guilty Gear, if you played any of those games, you know exactly the kind of game I'm talking about. I've been having a blast playing this over the weekend. Um, if you've played any other Arc System game, you know you kind of know how to pick it up and play, right? Like the characters are really easy to, to get down. They are all the commands that you kind of understand, right? It is the quarter circle uh, face buttons, right? It is like the the projectiles. It is all that stuff, you know? Um, the thing that kind of separates this game gameplay-wise from other Arxis games is there's a system called, oh, I forget what it's called. I think it's called like, oh, I can't remember. It's basically you sacrifice health for meter if you want to. So like as you're taking damage, you'll see like a white bar chip up as your health chips down. And if you press uh, one of the shoulder buttons, you'll sacrifice the white bar and that'll then fill in your meter so you can then do special moves. Um, that is a thing that I think is kind of the most unique aspect of the actual like fighting game mechanics uh, in this game. And it's been very interesting like seeing that play out because like if you don't sacrifice that white bar, what happens is that health ticks back up. And so I think that does two things, right? It has that extra layer of strategy of, all right, when do I sacrifice my health for my bar? And then also makes it also makes it so that as a player, I feel like I have to be more aggressive because health ticks back up constantly, which means that I need to like stay on my opponent. I need to get combos up. I need to make sure that my opponent is not getting their blocks in and they're not allowing their, their health to recover. Um, and it's made this game a very fun, like, so far during the beta experience, I'm sure once people get their hands on it, it'll change and evolve and all that stuff. But right now, as I'm playing it, it feels so aggressive in the way that everybody's playing, and I'm really enjoying it for that. Um, the roster is very interesting because like the characters aren't named; they're based after the classes that are um, from Dungeon Fighter Online. And to give a quick explainer on that, right? Dungeon Fighter Online is basically an action MMO beat up beat 'em up game. Um, it's like a classic game from like the the 2000s. Uh, and so like the characters aren't named characters. The characters are characters like Berserker, Inquisitor, Grappler, Striker, Ranger, stuff like that, where you're picking a class essentially. And like the classes are associated with like the characters you see on screen. Like it's not customized or anything, but that's just how they do it. And so the characters that I've been rocking with are mainly been uh, Kunoichi, which is um, uh, which means female ninja. Um, and I've been loving her a lot. She's really cool. She has like a teleport move that I love. And then there's also, um, I think it's, was it Dragon? No, it was Ber Berserker. I've been rocking with Berserker, who is like this character with a big sword, has like good mid range. And then uh, his gimmick essentially is that if you press X, which is your special ability move, he'll like sacrifice some health to like activate uh, like a buff. And that makes it so that your attacks are stronger and faster. Uh, and he's really cool. He's dope as hell. He reminds me almost like a Bloodborne character, like Lady Maria or some shit. Um, that's like a, a reference I'm sure only Andy will get. But like, he's like that. And it's, he's fucking fun to play with, right? Like, I was playing uh, yesterday, finding people online. And like, I got into it with uh, Big Cheese Kit, who is a, a dope streamer. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to like show up in my room randomly. Uh, and so I was like, I, I messaged him. I was like, bro, like, come throw hands. I see you're in my room. Like, let's let's play. And the thing that really impressed me about the game is how much we went back and forth. Where at first he picks Crusader, which is like a big character with a big ass hammer that moves slow, but he traps you. Uh, and I was playing with Kunoichi. Very quickly, I was like, this is not a good matchup. He's beating my ass. Uh, we switched up characters, and real quick, it was a back and forth of me switching back to like, um, uh, I think me picking Kunoichi, him picking a different character, us going back and forth, and it being a thing of us learning each other's strategy from round to round in ways that we are adjusting in real time. 
And for me, that's like a good sign of, okay, this game knows, th this game has it down mechanically, right? This game, uh, 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 this game gives you the options to switch up your play style and switch up like how you go about like reading your, re reading your opponent and countering and like giving answers to what your opponents are, uh, are doing. Um, I've been having a blast with it again, like it being, um, it being Arc System Works means the game, again, looks great, runs great, feels great. There's rollback netcode, which means the online is really awesome. Uh, I can't wait for the final release. Like, the today is the final day of the beta. Um, uh, for those, if you're somehow watching on Patreon and want to jump in, right, you still have, uh, I, I think, the chance to as of now. But the game doesn't come out in full until late June, and I can't wait for it. Man, I really thought this game was uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Like... Mm -hmm. I had seen a lot of it online and I thought it was Guilty Gear Strive and obviously it's the same developer, but man, they make some of the best striking 2D. Well, it's like 3D, but they make it look 2D with all the cell shading that they're doing. This is like probably some of my favorite art style in any games right now. Um, but I also heard a lot of comparisons to Street Fighter and sort of like the heaviness of the way in, in how it plays. There's that. Yeah, the characters are a bit slow, um, which isn't my preferred, right? I like games that, that uh, I like fighting games that allow you to kind of like, that allow you to dash a bit quicker. I think that's the main thing is that like, if you're on the on the opposite side of your screen from your opponent, depending on your character, most of the time, it's going to be like a process trying to close that gap. And I found myself having that issue at points where I'm playing as, uh, there's a character named Striker who, from the name, right? Like, they're up close, they do melee attacks, right? That, that is her thing. Fighting against any character that has projectile focused moves, ooh, was a challenge. Like trying to get, trying to close that gap, close that distance felt so hard because, yeah, the characters move pretty slow. Um, and so there's a bit of that. But I would still say that it still feels more like a Guilty Gear Strive over a, a Street Fighter. Andy, there's been a lot of talk recently about you getting into the fighting game community with your newfound love for parrying and responding to enemies Dodge rolls. what can do you have any comment my i mean uh, tim it's interesting that you asked me that because yes i don't know where you've heard these leaks from i don't know if jason Schreier has been reporting on any of this but um everybody knows that the next fighting game i will try out will be the riot game all right so and project i will L. i will answer no further questions tim but project sure. l will be the first fighting game that i play in a semi-serious manner since, like, I don't know, MBC3, maybe Street Fighter 4. That was, like, the last time that I was into fighting games because I was really into the FGC and Evo and all that. But um, interesting question, Tim, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll see if we can answer Andy, that later on. If, if I go to Evo this year, do you want to come with me? Yeah, dude. I've I really always wanna wanted go. to go to Evo. Yeah, same here. Like, I was sad when it, uh, when it got canceled in previous years. And so, like, I really want to really make that happen. And also, I think, like, based on your gameplay with like Elden Ring and Souls and all that stuff. And like you 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 are the Twitch shooter guy. Like I think you got you got like the the reaction speed that you need for a fighting game. I think so what like, really I think you can get into it. So yeah, we know, how long do you think it would take for you for a blessing for you to whip Andy into shape and really make him a, a force to reckon with Evo? At Evo? I mean I'm I don't I'm not even ready for Evo. I don't know if we can if we can like do Evo. I think we're just like, gonna go watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna go <laughs> do watch. Do you want us just to pay for a trip for you to go hang out? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, yeah, I mean I'll en I can enter. You know, I'm down to enter. In I fact, think... if you pay for me to go, I'll enter. Okay, fair enough. Deal. I was gonna say the thing that scared me the most uh with fighting games was like when I'd be in the training battle room in MVC, Marvel versus Capcom 3, and it would be like, do this combo. And I was like, I don't, I don't have a good memory. I can't input all that shit. 
like that mechanic i'm not that mechanically sound there's no way i could do all that shit uh so that's kind of what made me go i'll never be good at this game you know i'll never be able to dunk a basketball i'll never be good at this game i totally feel that because i i used to feel the same way and now after playing especially after playing a lot of the arc system works games i've kind of shaken that off where like street fighter i still feel that like i am i am really bad at street fighter and i'm excited for street fighter 6 to come out because i think that'll give me an opportunity to like play with a lot of people that might be coming in for the first time and like feel more comfortable but for the times i've played street fighter i've always felt like i need to get into the lab and memorize combos Mm -hmm. and memorize how to actually pull this stuff off i think arc system works especially they do a good job of making it so that pretty much all the all their fighters or all their characters have a translatable move set where you're just doing down forward it's more like smash it's where more if like you know smash, one character yeah. you know all the characters you know all the characters like to some up. extent and like really what it's about is like feeling out the characters like i'm not in the beta doesn't even have a practice build so i couldn't do it if that do that if i wanted to but like after fighting in like five matches online uh in, uh, in this game i'm like okay cool i i understand what's going on and i think part of that too is fighting game fundamentals like once you played a few fighting games you you, to some extent you've kind of played them all like you kind of know how to how to transition from one game to another and so jumping into this one like i played enough guilty gear around like cool this game is basically i mean i i think you're spot on in terms of like being like oh yeah this game just looks like guilty gear because it is with some like tweaks and, and and differences here and there right different roster different like world different um uh like mechanics here and there but like it feels the same and it plays the same and like you know, there. If you've played Guilty Gear, you can hop into this game real easy and like kind of understand what you're doing. Uh, <clears throat> um, but like the thing that I would teach you, Andy, or the thing that I, I guess I would like support you for is like, hey, just figure out like how to pull off different moves. Figure out how to move around in a stage. Figure out like how to close gaps. Like if you can get the fundamentals down, then you'll be golden. You don't even memorize shit after that. Okay. Okay. Well, everyone, stay tuned for when the new Riot fighting game comes out because we're about to see Andy become <laughs> yeah, it's a, gonna be a lot of monster. Exactly. Um, is the new shirt on sale yet? The Nick Scarpino karate shirt? If not, kindoffunny.com slash store. Just keep right. refreshing it one day. Uh, it's going to be a good time for everyone. We can all get good at fighting games together in our new shirts. But until next time, Roger, thank you so much for joining us for this course, first of review. For Definitely me. won't be the last review. Uh, but uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about Roger and his performance specifically. All right? Don't go easy on oh him. My or God, God easy Jesus. Him. Well, just don't call him around, okay? If we yeah, can just avoid that, around. that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> I know. I love you so much, Roger. Thank you so much for being love the absolute awesome. greatest person. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.